Welcome to the Fan Lebetard Show. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Lebetard underscore fan. This week's guest is an absolute breath of fresh air, and if you need some positivity in your life, you came to the right place. You're about to hear from ESPN's Christine Lisi about her time working with the show, her passion for baking, and much more. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. This is the Fan Levitard Show. Ladies and gentlemen, fan Levitardians, I am very excited for today's guest. It is a guest I have been trying to get for a long time now. And I am so, so excited. She had a very notable four to five month run on the Dan Levitard show. She became part of our family and we miss her dearly. Let me welcome in Baker Extraordinaire, Christine Lisi. Christine, you good? I'm good. You good? I'm good. I am so, so happy to have you in today. Um, I, 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 I know, I know for a fact, I don't speak for myself when I can say that uh, your appearances on the show endeared you to a massive following. Um, I think you kind of captured all of our hearts. Um, I don't know if that's what you were going for, but you definitely did. And so for a little background for anyone who does not know, Christine Lisi did the SportsCenter updates during the Dan Levitard show from August 17th of 2020 through their last show on ESPN, January 4th, 2021, but who's counting? Um, Christine, can you talk me through that four or five month period in your life? Like, what was that like? Because that had to be just so much different than any other uh, sports center updates that you were doing for other shows around the network. Yeah, it was different. It was a lot of fun. And it was nice because um, I've known Dan for 20 years. We started um, back in 2000. I was he was doing Sundays, Sunday mornings, and I was the anchor for Sunday mornings as well on ESPN radio. So it was nice um, that I knew him. I was a little nervous because they had kind of had their thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Stu did all the updates and stuff in his own style. Poorly and I was little, is what you mean I, to say. <laughs> I was a little nervous about, you know, kind of coming in. And then I I thought of it like this way. I was like, it's it's a little bit like college. Like Dan and I lived on the same floor freshman year. So I met him. We became wait, friends. Re- wait, 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 really? No, no, no. This is, I'm just comparing <laughs> oh, oh, it like, okay. like you would go in college. Like I just, I compared gotcha. it to this, like, and then Dan went off and he made these new friends. And then senior year, we reconnected in a class. And then I became friends with his friends, which the rest of the show. So gotcha. that's kind of how I saw it. And then when they left, it was like graduation and they went their way and I went mine. But we had, it was such a nice it was fun because they made me feel real welcome. Like all the guys, you know, the whole time. And then they wanted to do the end finalies. And I was a little, I was like, I don't know. And, uh, cause I'm not comfortable with making fun of people's weight. <laughs> and that was one of the first ones. And I remember I'm like, and finally, and then it was about Dan's weight. And I was like, I didn't write this. So then they're like, no, you have to read it. You can't say that. And so we kind of had fun. And I think, uh, Mike Ryan, who wrote those had a lot of fun, you know, making me uncomfortable reading those. So uh, it was a lot of, it was really, it was a really fun time. And I, those were a good, you know, a good two hours. And it was nice because um, in this, I called it a, the crap bag of a year that was 2020. <laughs> it was nice to be able to laugh 
for two hours with those guys. And I, I'm grateful to them and all of you and my bosses for like letting me, you know, have fun at, with that opportunity. So I'm curious, like since they've left the network and are floating aboard their pirate ship now, do you still keep in contact with any of them? Do you have a relationship with them anymore or how's that working? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I send them all little either uh, texts or through Twitter notes, Twitter messages, or, you know, uh, I email Dan, like just how you guys doing? I, you know, I follow them on, you know, Instagram and Twitter and everything. So um, I know that uh, they, there's a, there's a shot of my Jersey that they, they put up like after bills games and stuff, which was pretty funny. Um, they, I still, yeah, I do still keep in contact with them. I know they're busy. They're, you know, building, you know, what they're doing. And, um, but I just, I always like to do that with people who are in my life, whether it's college friends or those guys or people, um, you know, Hey, I'm thinking of you. How, how are you today? What's going on? And I just, I like that connection with people. Now, one of the things that we learned about you, and we learned a lot about you, I feel like, in those little updates throughout those two hours, um, one of the things we learned about you is that despite your wholesome demeanor, um, Christine Lisi, you have a potty mouth, apparently, <laughs> when watching your beloved Buffalo Bills and Sabres I play. Do. I do. Yep. I I think it developed after college. And I was like, I'm not great to watch a game with. I mean, my husband and and dog, when the weather's nice, they would go outside. And then like, I, I kind of toned it down once the weather got bad because I couldn't let them go outside. And then, uh, I, you know, and a lot of times Gracie would be sleeping and I didn't want to wake her up. So I would, you know, I would swear silently to myself or, you know, quietly, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny because the Sabres stink and I was like watching a game a couple of weeks ago and I was just losing my mind, but I can't quit them. You know, <laughs> I was like, I can't because somebody's like, somebody said, ask me, how do you stand that? And I was like, I sat through two and 14 and four and 12 bill seasons when I was in college. I got this. Oof. I sat through Kay Stevenson and Hank Bulla. I'm going old school uh, as bills coaches. So I got this. I, I guess my, my question is from a broader standpoint, like why do you do this to yourself as a, as a Buffalo fan? Like you can, you can pick better teams. You're, you're not beholden to them. You can, you can stop the torture of yourself. No, I think <laughs> I just, I've, I think it's a loyalty thing with me. Like I never, I never could quit, you know, like I, you know, being at ESPN, you work with people from all over the country and there are people from, you know, wherever, and they root for the Patriots or they root for the Yankees or the Cowboys. And I just, I've always stayed with them and I've never, I've never left like as crazy as they drive me. I couldn't imagine not rooting for them because what if the bills, you know, what if I quit the bills in those 10 years, they didn't make the playoffs. And like, what if they win the Super Bowl? which I thought they were going to do this past year. And I'm not kidding. I told my college roommate on Christmas day, I wished her Merry Christmas. I told her I loved her. And I said, also the bills are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And they came really close. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to miss out on that. So uh, being, being that this is a, a liberated podcast format, mm -hmm. um, I would like to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners, your favorite curse word. What is the one that you get the most <laughs> visceral pleasure of shouting uh -huh. at the Bills or at the Sabres? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm not going to actually swear, but uh, I, gosh, they're all so good. It depends like what <laughs> what is in that moment. Um, you know, it's probably, you know, I'm going to say probably the name of the Lord with a couple of adjectives thrown in. 
Okay. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid one. That's a solid one. You can pepper that in in any situation. It's always you, you a good really one. Can. And there's always other other uh, words you can use in there that make it even better. So, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I like a hard F-bomb, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, if, if my yeah. teams are doing something that really, really annoy yeah. me, I will just yeah. I will just throw a big fuck out there and just, like, hurl yep. my phone up against the couch because I don't want to yep. break it any more than I've already broken it. Uh, yep. But, yeah, that's, that's my go-to. So thank you for sharing that with us, <laughs> that, that very personal detail <laughs> about your You're rooting welcome. interests. I would be remiss if I did not ask you about your cooking and baking because um, that was one thing I did not know about you until I started following you on Twitter is that you fancy yourself quite the baker, it seems. I do. Uh, I it's not the, I'm not a great decorator and, uh, my pictures need some work. I know, but I do love to like, I've always been a baker and I've always loved to bring my stuff into work. Cause my thing is like, you know, um, people work really hard and you work nights and weekends and early mornings and stuff. And I was like, you know what, if this makes people happy, I'm going to bake and I'm going to bring it in. And so I still like try to do that once a week. I did a goofy thing. I started it last year that um, this was when I was working weekends. I would always bring stuff in on Sundays because it was game day for the bills and they did really well. So I continued it this year, but I did it on Fridays and uh, they did really well. So like I do little goofy things like that, um, that are just fun. And I just, I don't know that like it just makes people happy. And I think that if you can do small things to make people happy, it's a good that's a good habit to have. All right. So Christine, I'm going to do something that hopefully will make you happy. So I, to backtrack for just a little bit, I am so incredibly happy to hear you say that, you know, your photos need a little work because it is the one thing that as I'm scrolling through my Twitter timeline and I'm reading through these recipes, I'm like, this sounds so good. But looking at the photos, I have no idea what the hell that is. Oh, that's funny. And it reminds me, um, in my community, we actually have a food truck out here that makes pretty good food. Um, Mm -hmm. But they kind of have run into the similar issue, except theirs is on like an exaggerated scale because whereas you're taking uh, photos of various like baked goods, they're taking incredibly close up pictures of meat, which I don't know. uh, That's funny. I don't know who told this food truck that that is the way to sell a food but i can tell you a close-up picture of meat is the quickest way to make someone vegetarian sure so um i want to be able to relay to you that i think your photos have a lot of potential even if the decorating in your terms is not great i would just pull that camera back just show the entire pan that way people know what they're looking at and hopefully and that that would be my advice to you my completely unsolicited unwarranted advice but that is that is hopefully uh a tip that you can use as a uh as a i guess up would you call yourself an up-and-coming blogger podcaster baker all of those is that fair working on the blogging part but i did have a friend too she suggested um i use our countertop which i think is this really neat kind of blue marbly stuff to put the treats on and she suggested like a white dish because then that makes it pop more oh so that's a, a good idea yeah yeah yeah. i gotta she sent me some other notes too and i was like yeah i need i need help and i also don't know if i should use my nice sony camera instead of my little my phone 
You know what I mean? What type of phone do you have, if you don't mind? I have, oh, it's it's a, it's a an LG G7 ThinQ, and I'm a big fan of the Android phones, mm-hmm. and I need a new one. I just haven't had time to go get one. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe upgrade to like a, a, a Pixel or a Samsung Galaxy, something that has mm-hmm. a really strong camera, and see if that may maybe helps helps that out. Because um, didn't LG literally just cancel their, their phone line, right? So I don't know. Maybe maybe their technology isn't doing you any favors there. I legitimately don't know. But something to ponder, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. I got to, I do, I do need to, you know, work on that stuff and I need to, I need to step up my game a little bit. Well, you know, I it, mean, I need to buy lighting too. I think I need a, I need a little lighting too, you know, like one of those light rings or something like that. that well, they do, help. they do make little, um, I don't, I don't know what you would even call this, but they're basically like little professional, uh, photography, I guess, studios, but like on a miniaturized scale. So it's just like a little blank, like if you cut a cube diagonally in half, uh, it's like a solid white half of a cube. And then you get like little spotlights and you put it um, over top of that. And then whatever you're photographing, you put it right on that cube and it has like the lighting and stuff like that. Um, I think you can get those probably relatively cheaply um if you want if you want to go real real serious with it um but honestly yeah like my, my not even going that far my advice just pull the camera out just a little bit yeah okay that's all, that's all i got <laughs> no that's fine i appreciate anything that anybody can give me and as it as it pertains to baking and cooking specifically i believe you've also previously said that you fancy yourself a pretty good home cook and i'm curious uh what was the last meal that you absolutely botched. What what was the one time where Christine Lisi was just like hand on her head, like I can't believe I messed this up. It might have been something. I think I tried to make. I don't know if it was enchiladas or something like that. It was something along that line that I tried in like Spanish. I don't know if it was Spanish rice or something like that. I think it was something like that. It was a couple years ago, and I wasn't pleased with it. But my, my husband and I have a philosophy, like, we'll try stuff, and then if it doesn't work or we don't like it, we never have to have it again. I mean, if the last thing that sticks out in your memory that you messed up was a couple of years ago, I would say, yeah, you're probably a damn, damn good cook then. <laughs> That's a pretty I'm good pretty, track record, Christine. I'm pretty good. I, I think I'm pretty good. You know, we try to, you know, we eat healthy and as healthy as we can, and then we, like, you know, plan stuff. And because I don't get home till late, so you don't want to be, like... um having no plan when you come home at like seven o'clock and wondering what dinner is. So I always try to have a plan and I have the ingredients and I kind of, I I do stick to, you know, I do stick to my strengths. I will say like Spanish and Mexican foods, probably not my strong point, but I don't make it a lot. Okay. Speaking of, of that, um, you know, you said you kind of have all the ingredients and stuff ready and that just reminded me, um, have you ever tried any of those subscription food services like HelloFresh or, or anything anything similar to that? And if so, are you a fan? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Um, I prefer to like buy my own stuff. That's just I'm uh, my husband calls me Monica Geller. Like I just have a certain way that I want things done. So but I do know like, you know, they seem to work for a lot of people. Um, and I think that if that works for you and you can eat healthier and you can make your own stuff, I think that's, you know. That's a good thing. What is Christine Lisi's favorite dish or recipe to prepare? You mean like a meal or it can be it can be anything. anything. It can be it can be just like a an appetizer that you like making. It could be something you enjoy baking. It could be a, an entree, whatever you want. Uh 
I actually, it's a little bit of work, but I do enjoy making uh, sauce, like spaghetti sauce. Okay. I don't know if you know what brujals are. Do you know uh, I do are? not. Please, please explain it to me. The, the sauce is easy. That's just like um, tomato paste and crushed tomatoes. And then like you can put, if you like parsley or oregano or whatever those, I call them the Italian seasonings, uh, you can put those in. And then I use like beef broth and stuff. And then the brujals are, it's flat, uh, top round steak. Mm. And then you you sprinkle like breadcrumbs or and Parmesan cheese on. And then you roll it up and you put two, I, I seal it with like toothpicks to make sure it doesn't unroll. And then I bake it and then you cook it in the in the pasta sauce all day. And then it's like this nice tender Italian side for when you have pasta or whatever like that. Yum. That sounds delicious. You are Italian, correct? Yes. And so you've already said that you make your own sauce. Are you a homemade pasta person as well? I have not done that in a long time. I used to make ravioli and stuff, and I just feel like now, Ty, I don't really have time. But uh, I did. I had a pasta maker. I, you know, I used to make ravioli. Uh, I and I had a little ravioli sealer, but I don't. Uh, I don't do that as often, probably as I should. But I, I've, I've bought fresh pasta. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I, I think it's certainly a step up. I mean, there's yes. there, there's definitely like an in between there between buying, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't even know like craft brand. I they make pasta, right? Uh, and then making your so. own stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We usually buy, um, oh, we buy like uh, Barilla and Ronzoni, and, okay. and those kind of those kind. Yeah, but like sometimes they have like the fresh pasta at BJ's or even at the grocery store too. Do you ever get like really simple with your pasta and just decide like, I just want some pasta, a little bit of sauce, but then a lot of cheese, like mostly <laughs> cheese. That's funny. No, I don't do that too much. But uh, yeah, that does sound good, actually, though. Cheese is always good. What is your favorite cheese? I like mozzarella. Okay. A timeless classic. Yes. What about you? Oh, gosh, putting me on the spot. Uh, the tables have been turned. I got to be honest. This is going to be a little weird, but, you know, I like mozzarella. I like Parmesan. I like all of that stuff. But if, if push comes to shove, I think a good ricotta cheese might actually win wow. it for me. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. that That's a little out there. I just, I love mixing it in a red sauce. I love, mm -hmm. uh, I love it on pizza. I love it in a calzone, obviously. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a very underrated cheese. I love it. It is, you know, I've used, a, I found a fat-free version, and I've used that in, like, lasagna before, which is pretty cool. Have, um, w would you say you're a creative uh, chef in the kitchen? Like, are you experimenting with uh, different types of cuisine, unique ingredients? Are you going outside of your wheelhouse, or are you more sticking to kind of, like, what you're used to? I think I stick to what I'm used to, but although, like, I will, like, if we want to, like, you know, do something different, um you know, I'll just make sure that I have that. And I might, I mean, I have like, I was trying to think if I have anything unique. I mean, I, ha I guess I have some unique like baking ingredients, like, you know, like stuff that might, people might not normally have like cream of tartar, cake flour, like different things like that. Um, but I think I mostly have like, unless we need it, unless it's something like uh, I bought, we don't usually have prosciutto in the house, but my husband wanted something with it. So I bought that a couple weeks ago or, you know, it's kind of got to be like, I, I, I try like, cause it's a pandemic. I try to limit my shopping. So I, I have like a rotation of stores that I go to and I, you know, I go here one, you know, here one Saturday, there another place the next Saturday. So I kind of try to plan everything out. 
Now is, a planner. <laughs> is uh is cooking relaxing for you or are you uh dropping the expletives while you're in the kitchen? It's pretty relaxing unless the dog decides that she needs to put her 95 pound body between me <laughs> or Rob and and like the stove. Like that's the only time it gets a little frustrating cuz she's always she's a lab so she's always hungry and she's on a diet so she's always hungry. Mm, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, she has no yeah, she she's an eater. So. <laughs> so here's a question that I that had you caught me, I guess, I don't know, probably this time last year, I would have never thought I would have asked. But uh, Christine Lisi, are you part of the vaccinated gang yet? And if so, uh, which uh, which crew do you rep? I am. Uh, I've gotten my first Pfizer shot. Pfizer gang. Week. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was the first one I could get. And that was they, they said, you know, um, all the doctors and the scientists, they get the first one you can get. So uh, Rob and I got him. He got one two weeks ago. I got one two weeks ago. And then next week we both get our second shots. Are that you do you awesome. have both years? Yep. I am fully vaccinated. That's Pfizer great. gang right here. Um, yep. My wife is Moderna mob and mm-hmm. I haven't figured out a nickname for the Johnson and Johnson folks yet, but I only know like one of them. So I'm not too concerned about that, but that's awesome. Um, and, and on that front, like what has, what was, has, we're, we're past it now, but like what was 2020 like for you? Because I think everyone has their own experiences with it, but most of them probably leaning in the not a great year direction, but like what, what was that like for you and how did you cope with all of it? Well, 2020 was, um, it was, it was different. (laughs) Um, I will say it, it did before this, it was weird because, um, I got a, I got a full-time contract in, um, before this all hit. So like, it was like, I, I met with one of my, uh, one of the big bosses at ESPN and I got a full contract done. And then like, you know, the pandemic hit and I was just like, I was just so lucky that I was able to keep my job and keep you know, I wasn't, we weren't doing updates, but I was doing other things for the company and I was able to, you know, still work. And then we got brought brought back in July. And I also, um, I was, my husband and I were blessed that like nobody we knew got sick, you know, we didn't lose anybody. Um, but it was hard. It was like, it, it's a very isolating experience, you know, eat, you know, we, he and I joke at like, we have, we're lucky we have a good relationship because we spent, you know, 972 straight days together. You know, it was hard not seeing my family. Like I, you know, I went uh, six or eight months and I saw my family in October and then I couldn't go see them at Christmas. You know, I'm going after I'm fully vaccinated in, on Mother's Day, Mother's Day weekend. Same, actually. Um, yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's it just it feels like last year, like there's a light at the end of the tunnel tie now. Right. And last year it didn't even feel like we had a tunnel. Yeah, it's like so, just looking around. Where are we? It's just pitch yeah. black outside. Like this. Yep. Yeah. Is uh, it still March and it was August? <laughs> <laughs> My man. Having a birthday in the pandemic was such a surreal experience because my birthday was in August mm-hmm. and it just felt like another day because what do you do? Yeah. Like in in then you know, compounded on like, oh, there have been 365 of yeah. those days just stacked on yeah. top of each other. It's like, what is time anymore? Like, are we going to live? Uh, yeah. And, and, and to that point, 
I guess looking forward now, now that you are a part of the Pfizer gang, when you're fully vaccinated, what are some things that you're looking forward to getting out and doing again, besides seeing family, obviously, which sounds like it's it's A1 for you? Yeah, see, like seeing family and friends, um, like, you know, getting out a little more, um, just kind of, you know, I guess getting back to normal. Can I tell you a funny thing about my birthday? Please. My birth, my birthday, uh, three days before my birthday, we had this horrible windstorm come through our area of Connecticut. So we had no power for like four days. It was hotter than hell. It was like a hundred and it was humid. And I remember thinking, I was like, it was so awful. So on my birthday, we had no power. It's in the middle of pandemic, but my best friend from college lives 40 minutes away. So, and she had no power. So she brought her husband and their, her two daughters, their two daughters who are my goddaughters. They came down, there was no contact. They walked through our fence. We had two tables set up on our deck. Um, they were at one table. Rob and I were 10 feet on the other side of the deck. And my husband went and picked up pizza from one of our favorite pizza places and the cheese, uh, a cake from the cheesecake factory. Cause I couldn't bake. And so that was, but you know what? It was not a bad birthday. It was like, I was with people I love and we didn't have heat or we did heat. We had heat. We didn't have any <laughs> AC, but it was like, you know, it was okay. And it just kind of, this whole year was like, you just have to get through one day at a time, which a lot of times is not my strong point because I'm not a patient person, but there's not much else you could do. You know, you just kind of had to, you know, listen to what we should do and and keep yourself healthy and keep everybody else healthy too. And just kind of, you know, know that we're going to, we would get out of this. I didn't think we'd be this long, but I, I, I bought, I, what was I telling Rob? Like whenever I go buy like something at the store and I look at the expiration date, I'm like, oh, I wonder where we'll be in the pandemic at this point. You know what I mean? I was like, I bought, I bought, I bought like lactate milk and I was like, oh, May 13th. Where will we be at that point? You know, I, I, I thought we'd be out of it last summer, but it didn't work out that way. So like you had mentioned that you're not a you're not a particularly patient person and I know personally and I've I've been very open about this like 2020 uh for someone with an anxiety disorder not a great year for mm-hmm. for us generally speaking and I'm curious like you know, Randy Scott has opened up about his mental health struggles. Katie Nolan has also been very, very vocal about her struggles within this past year. And I'm curious if you experienced any of that or or how you, I guess, view that from that lens of watching some of your coworkers go through that, if not you personally. You know what I've done? Because there is there, you know, there's a lot of anxiety like are is my family going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? Is anybody going to lose their job? Like you go through all this stuff about, you know, you, you, everybody has mortgages and, and uh, you know, bills to pay and all that stuff. And I think what, what we did a lot, especially last year when you, I wasn't going on campus for like four months, like Rob and I were walking a lot. Like, you know, he would go running at a local high school and then I would walk and then we would also walk Gracie two or three times just to like clear your head and get out. And, and I've also like for the past three years, I think I've, uh, I think it's three, I've been doing the Headspace meditation app, okay, which is uh, incredible. And like, I think like if you can kind of um, try to slow down and stay in the moment and not get, um, get, I call it like a slinky thought, like toy that goes yep. you just you can't stop it that of letting yeah. your thoughts and, and everything get away from you 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 kind of ground yourself and say okay i'm here right now and you know 
just kind of take a couple deep breaths and, and know that you're not alone. And a lot of people are going through the same stuff and reach out to somebody. And even if somebody might not be able to relate, I think just to talk and have somebody listen to you and what you are going through. I think that's a, that's an important thing to do too. know that you matter and you're important. And, you know, and, and sometimes if you can reach out to other people, they might be able to share something with you. And then you can be like, you know what? I'm not alone. This is going to be okay. And also tomorrow's like a new day. I like that. That's, that's very insightful. That's very, that's very well put. Um, I think a couple of things are here to stay after the pandemic. I really hope taking walks is one of them because I yeah. think a lot of us really discovered how therapeutic and frankly, how healthy walking can be yes. um, for multiple reasons. But I want to I want to key in on something that you said there and kind of finish this on a high note because we got a little into the serious stuff there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you said you talked about like saying nice things about people and just, you know, trying to trying to help build people up, essentially. Um, <laughs> can you find nice things to say about Stugatz? <laughs> I can actually, you know, he is. A, a good, kind person. Um, when I've had like conversations with him and stuff, uh, when we've talked, he's, uh, he's always been very nice to me and supportive of my work. I know he like those scooches me on the air and stuff when I would make a mistake. And, um, but he's just, I don't know, he's a, he's a smart, good guy. And I think he would do anything for anybody who's important to him. What about Poppy? see your cat <laughs> oh yeah which one do we got that? oh yeah oh both the of them actually one. both of them actually oh, are back there that's funny they are making it their is, first appearance on this podcast it's funny when animals photobomb people uh poppy i don't know well but i i have to tell you this funny story about him it was uh back when dan and i were just starting to work together and um his dad comes over and it's in the middle of a segment and he wants to know if Dan can work out. Well, I don't think he's paying attention that Dan is on the air, actually. So <laughs> he's ringing the doorbell, and that's all you hear. And Dan has this little dog. I think his name was Nemo or Nico, a tiny little dog, because I, the way the dog barked, I could always tell. And, it, and the dog's barking, and I'm laughing. And Dan throws to me to do an update because his, he's got to get his dad, and his dad just wanted to know if he could work out. <laughs> so that was like, that's all I really know, but his dad seems like, a sweet, kind man. And he, you know, he came here and, you know, he didn't speak the language. He's, I believe he's an engineer and yep. he's made a good life for himself. And I, you know, the love that Dan has for his dad is really, is really touching. And I think that's something that people should have for their parents and, and each other too. And then I want to, I want to end on this. Then this time we'll actually get you out of here, but I keep coming up with things that's I want to okay. ask you because I'm it's so okay. glad to have you. Um, sure. So because you've known Dan for a while, I'm wondering if you have any fun or funny, like deep cut stories about Dan that our listeners might appreciate. I'm trying to think of any. Um, I just, you know, I think he's just a really genuine, funny, good guy. He's uh, like, he's so creative and he's, he's really, uh, he's, he's good at what he does and he's always been good. I, I don't know if I have any funny stories other than the one where his dad came during the middle of the show. That was pretty hilarious. Um, but he's just, I don't know. He's, he's got this, uh, this thing about him. I will say this for him. I, I didn't realize he and I kind of started at the same time at ESPN. 
Uh, I thought he was like Mr. Cool Cat had been there for years. <laughs> and I didn't know until like recently that he and I had like kind of started together because I was nervous. And I, I think like I, I am who I am and I probably seem nervous, but like he always seemed like this cool cat. And he just, I think he, I don't know if he admitted he was nervous too, but he was new. And I was like, geez, I didn't even know that. But I just, I consider him a friend and he's always been really kind to me. Christine, just based on your your personality, I'm not surprised that you went with the very wholesome route there. Um, <laughs> you know, like oh, one of the things that endears me so much about you or to you is is your Twitter game and how, you know, you're just you're spreading positivity on there. And like part of me just can't help but wonder, like, has Christine Lacey ever gotten into a Twitter spat with someone? Has she ever clapped back at someone or or is it all just smiles and hearts over there? Uh, I kind of refuse to get sucked in by people like that. Like I, I will do the right thing. I will stand up for what I believe in, but I can't, I don't want people dumping their garbage on me. Like if somebody's having a bad day and they want to come at me, like somebody came at Randy the other day and told, was not very positive about him. And I was like, I just tweeted at Randy. I said, I think you're great. And I just, I wasn't going to get into it with that guy who just wanted to start a fight with somebody. I, I, I say this as sincerely as I can mean this. Everyone needs a Christine Lacey in their life. Someone who <laughs> is just radiating positivity. You are such a breath of fresh air. I have missed hearing your voice on the show. I, I think we all have. Um, but I am just so, so grateful that you were able to join us for this episode. It's been an absolute blast talking to you. Um, before we let you go, um, obviously, I would love for you to promote your baking, your uh, your YouTube channel, your podcast, your blog, anything you want to promote. This is your vessel. Have at it. Okay. Um, my blog is cookiesbychristine.com. And you're welcome to stop by any time. And if you try to make something, let me know how it turns out. Um my YouTube channel, I think you just search Christine Lisi, Um, and I think my stuff pops up. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Christine underscore Lisi. I'm on Facebook, just Christine Lisi. Twitter's at ESPN Christine. Um, my husband's starting a new, he's got like a neat little website with like some sports related stuff. So can I pop, uh, pub Rob? It's exertsports.com, E-X-E-R-T sports.com. Um I don't know. I think that's, I think that's about it. I just want, just people need to remember, just be kind to each other because everybody's fighting a battle and it's not, it's not easy. None of this is easy for anybody, no matter how easy some people make it seem. Well, you are one of those people, Christine, you, from the outside, you seem to have things on lock and I am just continue, honestly, just keep, keep doing you. Like you, you are a breath of fresh air in every sense of the word. Um, keep doing what you're doing, do the things you love, do the things you enjoy, and just pull that camera out just a little bit. <laughs> I will, my friend, I will. <laughs> Isn't Christine Lisi a delight, folks? She's the best, seriously. Such a kind person through and through, and I'm just glad I got to share her with you on today's episode. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Levitard underscore fan. Like, subscribe, review, yada, yada, yada. You get it by now. But do it. Seriously. Do it. Until next time, stay safe and stay well. <laughs> <laughs>